Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now here is Pastor Eddie with this week's message. So we begin this series today, and I would like to invite you to open your Bible as we look at Mark chapter 1, verse 35 through the verse 39, as we jumpstart this series in um, talking about stewardship. I would like for us to begin talking about it with our time considering our time. So if you have your Bibles, just keep it open in Mark chapter 1. And uh, for now, we're going to read verse 35 through the verse 39. If you have it, you have it personally, say amen. If you don't, just say, just have mercy and patience with me so I can get it on the screen. Um, We will be reading the NIV version. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon, verse 36, and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled through Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. I want to talk to you this morning on the subject. If you are taking note, let's write this down. It's time to disconnect. It's time to disconnect. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. I pray that this month you will teach us, Lord God, the importance of stewardship, of managing and administrating the value of things that you have given unto us. This morning, as we talk about time, I pray that we will be able to learn to manage our time for your glory so that we can connect with you. In Jesus' name, I pray. The church of God says, Amen. Amen. It's time to disconnect. I have very little time for the Lord because of all the chores or duties that I have to do at home. And it makes me very tired. So I don't have much time for the Lord. I have very little time for the Lord because I am so busy with my job and with the pursuit of my professional career to secure a stable economical status for my family. So I don't have much time for the Lord. I have very little time for the Lord because of the distractions of social media, such as somebody called it Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, and WhatsApp. So I have less time to spend with the Lord. These are some reasons and excuses um, that the millennials, among the millennials and Gen Zers, as they um, think about and they ask them, as they did a survey among them, and they asked them, why is it that you spend less time with the Lord? And they gave these reasons, and these are three of the top reasons why millennials and Gen Zers, they give, they, um, they give as an excuse why they spend less time with the Lord. I may agree that these are some legitimate and valid reasons for why we don't give time to the Lord and why we don't spend quality quality time with the Lord. But I want us to consider Jesus this morning from the text we read. And I want us to look at Jesus closely and let's learn with Jesus because although Jesus was extremely busy, 
And although Jesus was extremely occupied, one thing that I noticed about Jesus, he still took out time to give and to spend with the Father. In spite of his busyness of his career, in spite of the busyness of the work that he was doing, healing and transforming people's lives, Jesus spent time with the Father. And you may ask, why? Because Jesus understood this. Where your heart is, there is your time. Where our heart is, there our time would be. Listen to me, family. If the Father does not have our heart, the Father will not have our time. For the Father to have our time, He first needs to have our hearts. So if our hearts are not surrendered to the Father, then our time will also not be surrendered to the Father. This leads us to a very important point that I want to make this morning. We must make time to be with the Father. Must, it must be much more important than giving our time working for the Father. I want us to look at Mark chapter 1 and make, I will make my case on Mark chapter 1 because Mark chapter 1 gives us John the Baptist and it gives us Jesus. And every time it gives us John the Baptist and every time it gives us Jesus, before they begin proclaiming the word of God because that was what Mark chapter 1 is all about, showing how John the Baptist was proclaiming the word, uh, the kingdom of God and the good news of the kingdom of God. And Jesus come also proclaiming the word and the kingdom of God. And before uh, Mark gives us this two towering figure, Mark shows us something very important about their life. That before they preach the word of God, they spend time with the Lord. Before they do everything or anything, they give their time to the Lord. That Jesus came or John came. John was in the wilderness before he came on the scene and began to preach in Galilee. Before he started to do that, he was spending quality time with the Lord. Which leads us to understand this. Effectiveness in working for the Father cannot exist without giving time to the Father. We can't be effective working for God when we don't have time to spend with God. In other words, what I mean by that, don't make working for the Father precede knowing the Father. You must choose to know the Father first before you become effective working for the Father. But today we revert it. We want to be effective working for the Father, but we are not spending time with the Father. And Jesus is showing us, Jesus himself, John himself, they showed us that if they wanted to be effective proclaiming the kingdom of God, they had to spend some time with the Father. So how, how we can learn is what, what Jesus did for him to be so effective in his ministry as he worked for the Father. I want to share something with you. And the first thing that I want to share with you is this. Jesus disconnected himself from the people to spend time with the Father. It is interesting to me when you consider our text. Why? Because when you see Jesus, you see Jesus chose the 12 disciples. He chose Peter. He chose John. He chose all of these people. And when we come to our text, the very people that Jesus chose to work with in order to proclaim the kingdom of God, these were the same people that Jesus decided to disconnect himself from or isolate himself from. So what this is showing us, that sometimes for us to be effective for God, we need to disconnect ourselves from certain kind of people. 
Look up with me in verse 35 to the verse 37 because it is clearly laid out here in verse 35 to the verse 37. In verse 35 it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, listen to this, Jesus got up. He was with his disciples, but early in the morning for him to be able to be with the Father, he had to separate himself from these disciples that he himself chose to work with. And he said that he left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. That means that he spent time with the Father. And in verse 36, it says, Simon and his companions went to look for him. And verse 37 says, when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Meaning, in, if you read it in the original language, it means that Jesus, why are you wasting time out here in the deserted place where everybody in here in Galilee are waiting for you to give you applause, to give you recognition, to give you praise? Why are you wasting time out here by yourself? But what Jesus was trying to show them and showing to show us also that for us to be able to do what we do before, we must be able to spend time with the Father before. Jesus is trying to help us to understand this. And this is my question that I have to this passage. Is it that these people were bad people? No. Is it that these people were wicked people? No. Is it that these people had bad intention? No. Is it that these people were thinking to make use of Jesus? No. Jesus understands something that I want us to, to record in our minds and our heart. Private devotion with the Father should be above seeking public recognition with men. Jesus did not want public um, recognition with men at the expense of jeopardizing his private devotion with the Father. For Jesus, private devotion and being right with the Father was much more important than being right with men. Jesus did not want people to applaud him. In fact, Jesus was not infatuated with the praise of men. Jesus' priority and Jesus' heart's desire was to be with the Father. He would have given up praise, glory, and recognition at the expense, at the expense to be with the Father. And that is the time that we need to, um, how to manage our time. We need to make our time be about the Father instead of being about ourselves and what people have to say or think and apply us. Jesus was not infatuated with the praise of man. I read once in a book, a sobering quote that says one, and I always keep it in my head and always keep it in my heart because I don't want to have public recognition above having private devotion. Listen to what the author says. Public ministry without private devotion is a deadly fabrication. We must never become professional ministers and forget to be consistent in our private devotion. The consistent secret place is a deliverance from a pharisaical spirit and life. That means that if we spend less time with the Father, we will become more like the Pharisees in the Bible. And we don't want to become like Pharisees in the Bible because these Pharisees, Jesus said, you guys are the sons and daughters of the devil. So I don't want Jesus to call me son of the devil. Therefore, I will make my priority be about having connection with the Father instead of having praise with men. 
This only can happen when we pursue our time to make it used for God's glory. Family, listen to me. Private victory must precede public victory. Many of us believers, we want to have public victory, but we are failing in our private life with the Lord. What John and what Mark is trying to show us that Jesus had to use his screw to tighten the arm, the arm, the, 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 the boat or the screw that was loosened. He had to use the screwdriver to tighten that first so that when time, the testing time come, he will not lose the test because he's already tightened with the Father. And that's why many of us, perhaps, we are losing this um, battle and this fight because our private life with the Father is not tightened up and yet we want to be in public trying to fight in our own self but listen to me family if Jesus needed to spend time with the father what do you think about you and I we are not smart enough to be bigger than Jesus we are not powerful enough to be more powerful than Jesus we don't have much money in the bank like Bill Gates or the richest man in the world to say my money can save me. Listen to me. If Jesus is not in our life and the Spirit of God is not in our life, our communion with Him daily, we will never overcome and be victorious over our daily battles. Even the little things can defeat us. Even ourselves can defeat us. So the first thing that we need to do, we need to disconnect ourselves from people. Jesus disconnected from people because he knew that they wanted to make him a, a public spectacle and figure, but they did not want Jesus. Number two, we must disconnect ourselves from the place. Not only that Jesus disconnected himself from the people, but look at it, he disconnected himself from the place. And it caught my attention because if I was Jesus and I am in Galilee and in the surrounding areas of Capernaum and I am doing miracles, I am preaching the word of God, I am teaching the word of God and people are praising me and people are giving me recognition and people are saying you are doing good and the people are loving me and the people that are liking me, Lord Jesus have mercy upon my soul. I will stay there. Who don't like to be, who here like to be hated? Who here like to be rejected? Who here like to be refused? Who here not like here like to celebrate? Ah, oh, they don't like me. None of us, right? But it caught my attention that even when Jesus was applauded, even when Jesus was accepted, even when Jesus was recognized publicly as the one who was teaching with authority, unlike the other people, Jesus walked away from that place. Jesus chose to walk away from the place where he was recognized, where he was applauded, where he was celebrated, where people loved him, where people said that you are doing good. You are not like the Pharisees. You are not like the Sadducees. You are not like the scribes and the experts in the law. You are different. And Jesus said, no. I mean, Jesus, come on, Jesus. These people love you, Jesus. Jesus said, no. What happened? Jesus saw something that you and I often fail to see. And look at verse 38 to the verse 39, what Jesus see. Jesus replied to them when Peter said, everybody's looking for you. Don't waste your time. Come back to Galilee. Jesus replied to Peter, let's go somewhere 
else. Take your Bible and underline that three times. Jesus said, let's go somewhere else. Peter was expecting, okay, we're going back to Galilee because we are the man of the hour. We are being celebrated, Jesus. What? We know our popularity. And Jesus said, let's go somewhere else. I hear what Jesus said. To the nearby villages so I can preach the also. That is why I have come. What Jesus was showing them, I did not come for men to put me on a pedestal. I come to do the Father's will. Jesus saying, the Father's will is bigger than man's will. The Father's will is bigger than man wants. Because man can put you up there today. But when you start forgiving what they want, the same speed they put you up there, the same speed they want to take you down. And faster than that. Right? So what Jesus is showing, hey, we must prioritize the Father's will even when we don't get praise for it. Even when we don't get celebrated for it. Even when we don't get recognition for it. Even when people say, that's man, I'm not working. It can't function. Even when it is that and what people are saying, we say, I don't care what you say because God's will is bigger than your wants. You see, Jesus is teaching us something that I want us to understand about our time. Our time must be dedicated to God because when we dedicate our time to God, God will direct us to people and to places that we need to connect with and be in. Because sometimes we want to be connected to people and in position and places where God said, I don't want you there, but because you feel good about it, because you like it, because you want people to lift you up. And God said, listen, the same way they lift you up. In fact, watch out my night if you don't. Oh yeah, carry it on. See, we must always, spend. that's why it's important to give our time to God, you know. Because God with that, look, listen, the reason, notice it, man, notice the text. The reason why Peter and the companions then came to Jesus and said, let's go back over here is because they were not spending time with the Father. But the reason why Jesus said, let's go somewhere else is because Jesus was spending time with the Father and said, I come to proclaim the name of God to other people as well. Verse 38, so he traveled through the Galilean, 39, sorry, traveled throughout Galilee. And listen to this, preaching there in their synagogues and driving out demons. Jesus realized what was in man and he ran away from it. Listen, don't become comfortable in a place where you are celebrated at the expense of not being celebrated by God. Even when they take you to be a fool. Even when you are leaving leaving all the glory away, make sure you be in God's will. In fact, how many of you ever watched the movie Aladdin? Aladdin, how in Spanish say it? Aladdin, maybe in Spanish you know it because we because Spanish because the primary language no. <laughs> Aladdin. In the movie Aladdin, do you notice that the fight over the genie in the battle was not because of the genie itself? It's because of what they could get from the genie. So they wanted to kill the poor Aladdin, this poor Egyptian boy. God just blessed him but sovereignly provided uh, the battle for him so he can change his life because of a girl in love. A man wanted to impress this girl. 
And the man found this and the man started to come up with bombo and platillo and I start walking, you know, as a prince. And everybody, instead of helping this boy and thanking God because this thief now become a new person, everybody started to go after the man because they saw what he had. Because they saw the potential and what they could get out of the genie in the battle. They wanted to kill him and they will do anything to get that genie in the battle. Do you know what that is teaching us to the family? It's teaching us the same thing about us sometimes with God. We want what we can get from God, but we don't want God himself. We want what God can give us, but we don't want God. These people were not celebrating Jesus for being the son of God. These people were not celebrating Jesus for being the Messiah. These people, they were celebrating Jesus because one day I was blind and now I can see. They only were focusing on what they could get from Jesus, but they were not focusing on who Jesus is. Listen to me. I don't want a miracle if I can't see Jesus as a result of the miracle. Man, I want, I want dance, I want celebrate when I get the miracle, you know. But the miracles, as John said, they are only a sign to the Father. What we need to look at is the Father himself. The Father must be much more bigger and important than anything we can receive physically. Listen to me, perhaps when we see the Father for who he is, maybe we will start to see our circumstances for what it is. In fact, this is, a, this is the story in both Old and New Testament. We have men and women. They leave everything just to spend time with the Father. Jesus is not alone in this. Men and women in the Old Testament. For instance, if you go to Daniel chapter 6, you remember when they put a land that said that you couldn't pray in the land? And how many times Daniel prayed? Three times. They said that you couldn't pray because if you pray, Daniel, God with you. And Daniel said, you know what? My life is not my own. My life is for the Lord. My life belongs to the Lord. Daniel said, even if you don't want me to pray, if I was Daniel, I would have locked up in my room and closed the window. But by Daniel is so smart, Daniel went up to pray. And guess what Daniel did? Daniel opened up the window so that they could see him praying. The very thing that they said that he couldn't do, he wanted everybody to see that he was doing. Why? Because God was much more important than his position and possession and the law of the land. So that when God has priority in your life, God will take you out of the lion's den. What about Mary in the New Testament? You know Mary and Martha, when Jesus came into town to visit these sisters with, along with his brother Lazarus in chapter 10. When Jesus came, this woman was so mesmerized. And according to the law of the land, a woman should never sit and be at the feet of a man. They should have been outside preparing and get busy. And the sister started to curse this girl. Your eye red, your eye blue, your eye pink, your eye orange, your eye this. This girl no focus. This girl have to make we be good hospitable people. And the girl said, listen, Martha, you can do what you want to do. But as for me, I want the presence of the Father. And she was willing to sacrifice people calling her name and people killing her to be with the Father. Okay, what about Paul? Paul in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to the verse 12. 
It says that he counted everything that he has accomplished. He counted his position as a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He counted his education as one of the wisest men who studied under Gamaliel. And he said, even that, I take it and put it as a rubbish for what Papa said, because my desire is to know God. And if that my position, and if that my education will become a preventive measure for me to spend time with the Father, I am willing and I am ready to put it down just to be with the Father. What this boy they understand? They gave their hearts to the Father. Therefore, they understood nothing will take away the time from the Father. Nothing. They surrender their hearts to God. So absolutely nothing will take away their time from the Father. So what is the lesson that we need to learn today? What is taking away your time from God? What is it that you are pursuing that is taking away your time from the Father? If you find anything taking away your life from the Father, listen to what the hymn writer said in him, I surrender all. In the verse one he said, all to Jesus, I surrender Sometimes we read him and him, but we don't understand the, the context of the people that are writing. This man was going through a terrible time. And the only thing that he could do was to take a pen and a paper and look face straight in his circumstances and say, Lord, he said, Ah, to Jesus, I surrender. Ah, to him, he said, I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. And listen to this, in his presence they daily live. And then in the chorus, we know it. I surrender, I know I sing it. I surrender all. I surrender all. He said, all to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. For us to spend time with the Father, we have to surrender. So many of we got so many idols in our life. And we can't spend time with, and we know that the Father is inviting us in His presence. But we can't get there because we are wasting time not surrendering these idols. So every head bow and every eye closed. I want you to examine yourself, as Paul said to the church in Corinth. And I want you to look at yourself and see what are the things that are causing you to give your life. We give our life to everything and we give our time to everything. But the, to the one that we should give our life, we think it twice to do it. That's why we struggle to give our commitment to God. That's why we struggle to give our life to God and everything that evolves around our life. That's why we don't invest all of ourselves in these things. Because our heart is not in it. Therefore, our time our talent, our giving, and our thanks and praise is not in it. So the foundation for us today was to lay it down so that we will give our hearts to the Lord. What area of your life right now you have not given to the Lord? What is that area in your life you have not surrendered to the Lord? Tell the Lord right now, I surrender. Ask the Lord to show you by His Spirit that thing that you are holding on to. Tell Him, Lord, I surrender that. 
Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters this morning. I do not know their struggles. I do not know their, their, their issues and circumstances. But one thing I know, Lord God, when we surrender our to you, Father, you will come to our rescue. When we give ourselves to you, Father, you will give yourself to us. And the scripture reminds us that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And that you are sufficient, Pastor, in, in Colossians, that you are sufficient. That means that when we have you, we have everything. So if we can give up our time, we can sacrifice ourselves to give to you, Father, and you give yourself to us, we have everything in you, Christ Jesus. So, Father, help us not to go to the north, to the south, to the east, or to the west, but help us to go to you. Father, help us to surrender, but genuinely surrender, so that we can give our time to the work of God, to the calling of God, to the things that you have called us to do, Father, but we are holding back because our time is spent on different things than what you have called us to spend it on. Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus, you will help us to disconnect like Jesus. Help us to disconnect from some places, my God, that is holding us back. Help us to disconnect from some people. Even with, with their good intention, Father, help us to disconnect ourselves from them when they are barring our time to spend with you. Father, help us to disconnect. Help us to unplug. And we will say, I surrender all. All to him I fully give. You are my blessed Savior, Lord God. I surrender all to you. Surrender the hurt. Surrender the unforgiveness. Surrender the unloving heart and mind. Surrender whatever it is. Surrender it today. Father, we pray no God. Now this surrendering that we are doing right now, we will do it daily. Because we know, Lord God, that those spoils will always come back. Those things will always haunt us back. But when those thoughts come, and intention come, we ask you to crucify it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. Can the church of God say amen? Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through his son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at the alternative underscore SAI or watch past messages at youtube.com slash the alternative underscore SAI. Have an awesome week.